With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike with me as always is Scott. Joe, once again, gone from the show. Rude. <laughs> Joe's sick this time, supposedly. So, uh, yeah, Robert already asking, where is Joe? Where the F is Joe? I know, man. Uh, Joe is sick. He is, uh, he's, uh, just send him some love. He's not feeling good today. Trying to get on the mend. Yeah. Uh, so we miss you, Joe. Please come back soon because I, I seriously can't handle all this. Thank you guys for. <laughs> Thank- Vote of confidence. <laughs> Vote of confidence. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Shout out 12 Ounce Sports Radio and all the listeners there. Uh, this show is live, social, active. Drop comments on the Facebook live feed. You can text in your questions or comments, 440-37-DRUNK. We'll open up the drunk line a little bit later on tonight after our interview with NFL hopeful Trey Watson. That's going to be awesome. Linebacker from Maryland. Former. Not super pumped to talk to him. Uh, That's going to be a really good interview. So much. I have so many questions for him. So many questions for him. And we have got to figure out if he likes cake donuts or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the hard-hitting questions. Right, right, right. The really hard-hitting stuff uh, that we need to get to with Trey Watson. That's coming up at 9 o'clock, right after Upper Deck, as always. So be sure to stick around for that. Uh, But let's get right into it, Scott. we got so much going on. Why don't you go ahead and hit us with the Would You Rather question for the week. All right, and Would You Rather this week, uh, a couple of guys got banned from NBA arenas this week because they couldn't keep their mouths shut. In Utah, you had the guy yapping at Russell Westbrook, and Westbrook, you know, yapping back, and he is not one that you really want to be yapping at, but this guy felt the need to, and then turned out he was a MAGA chud, and uh, <laughs> the Utah Jazz banned him from the arena for life. And then on Saturday, which we'll get to in a little bit here, uh, a guy was banned from uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, so we wanted to know if you were 
to talk trash to an athlete. Would you rather get banned from your favorite arena or stadium for life or be forced to fight whoever it was that you were heckling, in most cases, that being an athlete? Right there in front of everybody, <laughs> just, just throw down. Just the security guard's like, you, we saw it, center court, and you got to go fight Russell Westbrook right play, then and there. Play stops, everything's, everything stopped down, TNT gets gets graphics up, <laughs> They everything is ready, and there on national TV, you've got to throw down with the guy that you decided, you know, you could say whatever you wanted to. So you I, have, I have questions about this because I did not clarify when we were talking about this, is this bare knuckle brawl do you get headgear and and gloves to go at this dude mm. or is it just straight up man to man right there mano a mano like if if a fight happened in the lunchroom there's no preparation you just right then all right so uh the the answer wouldn't have changed my answer anyways <laughs> okay cool <laughs> thanks thanks for asking those questions i was questions just clarifying good, for the for those talk. listening at home <laughs> um, yeah i I was surprised at the early voting on this because the early voting is indicating that a lot of people think they can take a professional athlete. We've got a lot of keyboard heroes. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, w- I have no problem fighting James Dolan. I'm cool with that. Like, I don't – that wouldn't I, necessarily be scary. I will scary. fight the owner of a team. Right. Like, a- except for maybe Mark Cuban. I feel like Mark Cuban probably mm, Yeah, Mark ass. Cuban would – yeah, he's yeah. a scrapper. But generally, owners uh, – like Art Rooney, if he wants to throw down, we can do this. <laughs> Picking the closest to death. All right, Rooney, you suck. I really love Antonio Brown. Let's go. <laughs> but see, that's not good because if you kill an icon like Art Rooney, your fan base is going to murder you before so you then, leave. Then you fight, and you're not allowed back in the stadium because you'll probably get murdered by other fans. Mm, good point. Good point. <clears throat> yeah, this, this is, is an interesting it's one. It's a very tough would you rather. Probably our toughest one and definitely my favorite one that we've done so far. Uh, Robert Taylor saying nobody thinks they can necessarily take them. They just don't want to get banned. That's a good point. But is it worth getting beat on national TV? Like just getting destroyed on national TV for I'm, something I'm a, like that. I'm going to take a ban and over a punch to the face by Russell Westbrook. That's all I'm That's saying. It. I know. Like these dudes <laughs> there's, are There's brutal. certain people that I'm just not going to fight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> uh, so get those votes in. You can vote on our Twitter at Craft B Sports, or you can vote right on our Facebook page. Get those in, and we will reveal the uh, answers by the end of the night. I think you can kind of tell where Scott and I are leaning on this one. We're not, <laughs> we're not sugarcoating this. I've never at been all. In, in an actual fist fight in my life, so that probably gives away your answer. <laughs> Probably tells you where I'm leaning on this one. Never, but besides tussles with my brother and some almost fights with a few people, never actually come to blows. So probably know where I'm headed on this one. All right, well let's uh, let's get into our beer for this week, and with that, we're going to unveil a new. Uh, a new sponsor that we got here on the show. If I could oh, scroll to it and get to it. Uh, yes, we we have a new sponsor on the show, and we are super excited to bring them on. Sorry, I'm trying to get all of this. There's just too many cues. <laughs> it's too much, man. It's too much. That's the wrong music, Mike. Okay, all right, you're we playing got to it. it we got time. it. No, I stopped it. We're fine. We're good. <laughs> and uh, this is First Pour. First Pour. Brought, brought to you by... Dugout mugs. mugs. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we 
didn't even practice that. <laughs> uh, dugout mugs is handcrafted beer mugs and wine glasses carved from actual baseball bats. They even have bottle openers made from baseballs. Uh, we've talked about how to make baseball more interesting. There's really no better way to make baseball more interesting than drinking out of beer mug bat during the game. Seriously, an awesome idea. Really cool product. We put our order in yesterday. We should have them by next week. I'm super excited for these. Uh, and we've got the hookup for you guys. Go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft. Use the code craftbrewed, all one word, for 20% off your entire order. Super excited about the partnership with Dugout Mugs. Yeah, shout out I Dugout mean, Mugs. When we found that, I was very, very excited that uh, they wanted to have anything to do with us. Yep. Because yep. having an MLB license mean they could have big-timed us. And, and that's where I thought the conversation was going at first. I was like, no well, doubt. Well, that, good talk. As soon as you mentioned MLB license, I was like, well, okay. Uh, nice talking with you, sir. Enjoy your evening. Uh, but no, the super cool guys over there at Dugout Mugs, uh, the whole team that we've talked to is really awesome. Go support them, dugoutmugs.online. And get yourself 20% off. 20% off. Yeah. That's They're, a pretty solid deal. I can't wait to get these. Super yes. pumped. Uh, let's talk about this beer. This week, in honor of Cleveland stealing all of the news all week long. <laughs> We decided, shout out to Joe. Yeah, we decided to go with the Cleveland Brew, um, one of the most famous beers coming out of Fathead's Brewing. This is Hop Juju, a 9.0% ABV. Uh, this For is, reals? Yes. Oh, I didn't uh, realize that. I yes. missed, <laughs> missed that part. <laughs> okay. This is how uh, Fathead's describes the beer. They say it's a powerhouse of hops creating aromas and flavors of citrus, pine, and tropical fruit with a juicy, resiny hop finish. Definitely hoppy finish on this one. This is not your uh, not your typical. Hey, we're cutting this one with some fruit. You might get a little mm. hop flavor. This is punch you in the face. Hops, right? Just straight up stank on this one. <laughs> the, in a good this, way. But in and then way. this was a, a test for us to see how far we've actually come in our beer palettes yep. and, and our taste profiles and our mouth feels. Uh, once upon a time, there'd have been no way that we would have even Imperial IPA fought. hard pass. Yeah, no. So, four point two seven caps on Untapped, though. It's got some good ratings on Untapped, and I know Untapped ratings tend to get a little skewed towards those IPA um, drinkers, mm -hmm. but you know, not not bad. Blake says we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. never been disputed. <laughs> uh, initial thoughts on on hot juju. Your first pour. Well, my my first thought, or I even said to you just slightly before the we came on air, was, "Wow, is there any type of citrus, or is there anything special about this?" And you said, "No, it's just straight up hops." And it smells and tastes like there's some type of citrus. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. just how I perceive these IPAs now. But I will say, you we've had some, up, man, I know, and up. we've had some IPAs though within the past, you know, six to eight months that we've been, you know, venturing out and doing this, where I, I've been able to still identify. Oh no, yeah, that's just too hoppy. I don't yeah, know. but it's you know, obviously, as we've gotten more and more into it, I think. But this one, solid. Really I mean, solid initial solid. taste. Solid. Uh, In fact, like I said, I, I would, if I did a blind taste test of this, I'd say, oh, that's got to be some type of citrus IPA. There's no way there's nothing in that. It can't just be hops because there's definitely, it definitely tastes like there's a citrus. It's all in how they mix these hops to give it this this uh, citrusy flavor, but it is I enjoy really it. solid. And to your point, Imperial IPAs normally, we're like, nope. 
hard yeah. pass, no way, yeah. too hoppy, and this one doesn't feel that way. So no. I don't know if it's the beer is that good and it's that smooth and it this, hides it well, or if we've come a long way. This is why I want to revisit uh, the old California staple. Mm, yeah, you want to you want to go back to Pliny? I do. All right, anybody, I want to I want to revisit Pliny because I feel like the first you probably time, would give it a, a consume now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I didn't do it right. Uh, shout out Chris America joining in on the show on the Facebook live feed. What's up, Chris America? Check him out every morning, Monday through Friday, six a.m. Scout Team Radio. Him and Loudbeard put on a fantastic show. Uh, and Frankie says he's a fan of pitchers facing three batters. Now stick around, Frankie. We're going to talk about that. And Robert's saying that we've on. just grown up, and actually, we we fully admitted that when we. <laughs> Yeah. When we started down this IPA venture, it was, yeah, we need to expand our palates, and, and we're going to run out of beer types yeah. and things we can do on the show <laughs> if we just have an entire segment of beers that we right. refuse to drink. So. We will not pick up an IPA. Yeah, Here I mean, are. it was growing up by necessity, and yeah, I... I actually can't disagree. We have We're a big kid now. Uh, <laughs> first pour brought to you by Dugout Mugs. Uh, we'll see how this beer holds up. I think you can. We've just given away everything. That's you, fine. you know how we're going to vote in Would You Rather. You know how we're going to do in Consumer <laughs> or Can It. Everything is. Uh, we've just peeled back the curtain on everything. I don't even know what we're even doing here anymore. Uh, Although it does say, and you had in the description that it says it, there's a tropical fruit uh, and citrus, so I guess that's, it's like a, yeah, but it's, it, not, it's not brewed it's, with it, right? It, there's no added way, fruit. It's yes, the way they've yes. they've used the but okay, hops. But I'm not like crazy and thinking, okay, there's this right. aroma, and I do taste where it's uh, even if it's not actually brewed. With right, it. right. Gotcha. Uh, let's get into upper deck because we got. Only about 18 minutes until we get former linebacker well, then from let's do this. Trey Watson on the line. Uh, upper deck. Go ahead, Scott. As always, brought to you by... <laughs> I was waiting. I'm like, all right, he'll pass the torch eventually. But it's brought to you by Minuteman Tickets, which is owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes or sports fans, just like all of us. Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. They are all about honesty all the time. Every time someone's got a better price, they're going to tell you straight up. And they're not about just sports or concerts. They'll help you out with tickets to any event you want. They'll even help sell your tickets for you. MLS season is here. March Madness right around the corner. NBA, NHL heating up. Go check out Minuteman for all of your ticket needs to all of these events. And after you do that, like them on Facebook because they do giveaways of merchandise, sports and concert apparel, and all the tickets. Check them out, MinutemanTickets.com, or give them a call, 614-943-3000, and avoid all the fees. That's 614-943-3000. And Minuteman Madness is live. The group is live. We Join are, the group. Join they Minuteman. Doing, they're doing a giveaway. Uh, if, if you're joined before selection, Sunday, they will do a random drawing for yes. the, the first prize of Minuteman Madness. Just um, for signing up. Yep, just for being in the group. You might uh, win something. Uh, so go to MinutemanMadness.com. Once you register, it's all free. Search the groups for Craft Brood Sports. Join Public our group. group. Join up. We're going to be giving away our own prizes. You can win Minuteman's prizes and our prizes. It's we got all types of stuff coming. Autograph merch. There's going to be Tavor coupons. Yes, all Tavor types of stuff. gift certificates. Yeah, we got the hookups There's on goods. a lot of things. So it's big stuff. Join up. And Shitty says, basic white boys. Yep. Okay. Uh, get into Upper Deck here. <laughs> Again, never denied that. It's pumpkin spice lattes for white dudes. Mm. <laughs> Can't wait to see what Troy's thoughts on those. Or Trey's thoughts are on those. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little college basketball to start with here. Kind of. Zion Williamson. Uh, he's used. Uh, Zion Williamson. Oh, he, the guy that's coming back that's, this week? He's finally back. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Zion's used to slam dunks uh, on the court. Say what? And off. Uh, definitely used to slam dunks. I feel like Zion has, he doesn't really have to work on his game. He pretty much is just like, what's up? I'm Zion. And 
Boom. Kapaya. That's it. Yeah, that's that's all it takes. Um, when you're used to that kind of sure thing, though, uh, the shots you tend to, they can be a little rough. Uh, so that is no different this this week. Zion was put on blast after he sent what appeared to be a Snapchat to a North Carolina co-ed saying, "Quote: I have a big room. Come sleep with me." <laughs> room. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's fantastic. I have a big room. <laughs> uh, the girl, of course, put Zion on blast because she's from UNC, and that's exactly what happens. Social media responded accordingly. Did um, anybody learn from old, old girl Little Miss? That's what I'm Before saying. What on, are you bro? doing? The opposing team, stop. stop. It's, it's one thing if, like, if you're just on the road, but this is your arch rival. Come this on, is man. Duke, North Carolina. You know that's going up on on. Twitter, this is where the Instagram. One, this is where the one and done's really got to step their game up. Exactly, uh, they're, they're off the court game. I mean, props to them for shooting a shot. Good for it's you, true. but if you're going to shoot your shot, especially to a rival co-ed, it's got to be a better line than that, no doubt. And like the picture was just, I would have went with just straight. Hey, what's up? I'm Zion. That's yeah. it. I open and close. What's up? It's Z. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> you know what? Here's his line. This is what Zion should have done. What's up? You down? <laughs> Done. That's it. Or the old J.R. Smith trying to get the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> the tried and true. Hey, what's up? You trying to get the pipe? You trying to get the pipe. <laughs> Frankie says he wasn't a Zion fan till just now. <laughs> That's also true. And sticking with basketball, though, as we mentioned, uh, you know, from the getting getting tossed files uh, this past Saturday night. Uh, another Knicks loss. Time was running out, and this was against my Kings. So shout out to the Kings for beating the Knicks, which you know that's not that big of a deal. But they are holding strong in that eighth seed in the West. So there's that. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, a Knicks fan yelled at owner Jim Dolan that he should sell the team as Dolan was leaving the arena. Dolan responded to the fan saying, "Quote: Do you really think I should sell the team?" Adding. You want to not come to any more games before telling the fan that his comment was rude and that he should, quote, enjoy watching the games on TV. And that's when he had security remove the fan from Madison Square Garden and banned him. Well, then Dolan went on ahead and doubled down on that. Brutal. He, I know. He went on New York radio this week and said basically that, you know, he might have overreacted and he was going to reach out to the fan and kind of extend an olive branch, have him meet in some of the players, you know, basically get back in the gates. But he checked security footage and he saw that the fan and his friend, he alleges, were conspiring to make this all happen. Yeah. So that it was pre-planned that he was going to heckle Dolan. He was going to heckle and sell the take to TMZ. That's what, <laughs> yeah. is what Dolan He went claims. old man conspiracy theory <laughs> on it. He put the tinfoil hat on. And, and so he said, well, that, that pretty much ended it. When I saw that he was, this was premeditated, uh, that was it. I, I couldn't extend an olive branch. So he doesn't see ever allowing this friend or this fan to ever come to MSG ever again. So, yeah, Jim Dolan... <laughs> Mayor of Pettyville. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy about it too is he's not just banned from Knicks games; he's banned from the Garden. Yeah, so, so any, any event, event at Square uh, you can't go to any concert. You can't go to Rangers games. Big East Big tournaments East going right yeah, now. Can't nothing. show up. Although he could always hit him with the the fake. Fake sunglasses or the fake glasses and mustache. Oh, there you go. The old school, like Groucho Marx. Uh, yeah. One of New York's own. <laughs> Famous for it. 
Yeah, so Dolan, this wasn't the first time too that a, a fan trolled Dolan this week. Uh, I didn't know this before this week, but Dolan has his own band. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, it, and if you ever need some entertaining, uh, snarky read, go check out the Wikipedia page for JD and the Straight Shot. Because <laughs> sounds like such a good band. Man, are they snarky on that Wikipedia page? They call it James <laughs> Dolan's uh, Vanity Project. They say it's <laughs> it's a collection of musicians backing up a karaoke singer. Uh, they just they roast the fact that. Any it's any type of success that has been found is all just tied into a James Dolan company, and that's the reason why his music's been in TV shows and movies. But anyways, a fan showed up uh, with a sign that said, quit your day job, sell the Knicks, and he got thrown out of the concert. Jesus, man. <laughs> James Dolan, the... Uh, the dude with the and that's right, Francisco picking up what I was putting down. The old Bobby Valentine with the the fake fake yep. glasses, the nose, or yeah, the, and the, right, and the, right, right. I missed that. The, that's what I was referencing. That's why I said New York Zone. I totally yeah, missed I that. I thought you knew. That's why I didn't no. even say it. Like, yeah, but Bobby Valentine trying to sneak back into the dugout. I missed it. Yeah, classic, fantastic. Well, let's talk a little baseball. Kind of, uh, who's, who's kind a, of, <laughs> definitely. A Rod uh, uh, engaged this that week. Uh, congratulations, A Rod. Uh, <laughs> engaged to J Lo. We'll see how that holds up. <laughs> <laughs> She's much like the beer. I have a feeling we know what direction it's going to go. Uh, but A Rod proposed. He proposed with his uh, World Series ring on too, which is kind of a. It's such a, a classy move. Yeah, to be like, hey, I got you this really nice ring, but it's Check out not this gigantic this ring on my finger. Yeah, so he proposed, and not everybody is excited for A-Rod, so, uh, shockingly. Yeah, besides Scott, yeah. <laughs> oh, besides me. Okay, cool. You and Jose Canseco can, uh, can join forces here because... Solid company. Jose went on a series of tweets claiming that A-Rod is cheating on J-Lo with Jose's former wife, his ex-wife. Uh, he said that he was there when A-Rod hit her up uh, while J-Lo was off filming American Idol and went on just this Twitter rampage as Jose Canseco is wont to do. In between talking about Bigfoot and going to hunt for Bigfoot, he was like, by the way, A-Rod, he's cheating on J-Lo, and I got the proof. It's with my ex-wife. Let me take a minute from these insane tweets to hit y'all with something real. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to come out with an accusation like this, you can't also have stuff on your timeline where you're telling people to pay you money to come hunt Bigfoot with you. You are no. not taken seriously. You're, you're not the central authority on anybody doing anything right. weird. At, the, at that point, uh, everybody is dismissing any opinion that you might have. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's Jose Canseco. He's got a long history of just saying stupid things. So people are generally ignoring him anyway. But then you come out and say something like this, you have absolutely no credibility. Right. So as much as I want to believe Jose, it's also just like, Jose, go sit down. Yeah. To, Take a lap. To, <laughs> go back to trying to get Tim Tebow to, to hire you yeah. as your hitting instructor, yeah, his mean, hitting instructor just, or whatever. Just be you cool, bro. weirdo. Just yeah. such a weirdo. I, has Jose Canseco always been this weird? I feel like, yeah. It, but then again, maybe post-Roids, he's more weird. It was the home run that went off his head that knocked screws loose. That was it. That was the turning point in Jose Canseco's craziness. On top of all the roids. Well, yeah, but it was the ball <laughs> to the head that really did it. It's the, These thoughts are coming from his back knee. All right. <laughs> moving on. Uh, y'all know how I feel about Kobe Bryant. Can't stand him. But... 
You also can't be a complete jackass about that fact either. I try not to be. Just, you know, pointing out that he, he's a rapist. I do. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, but someone was two years ago because his uh, high, high school jersey, when they retired it, you know, they put it in a trophy case, have it displayed and everything. Two years ago, it got stolen from uh, his high school in Pennsylvania. But it's now been returned by a very saintly gentleman who didn't even want any type of compensation for tracking it down. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to pretend to know how to pronounce it. Nope, Chinese don't even give it a name. Luzi? Luzi. You just got to say it with confidence, man. Luzi. Because nobody uh, else knows right. either. So. Luzi uh, lives in China, and he purchased the jersey online for about $2,000, but he thought something was off once he got the jersey. And so he reached out to Lower Marion High School, and the school officials through Instagram and basically was like, uh, I think I have a jersey from Kobe that was stolen from you guys. And turns out he did. And so he mailed the jersey back to him. And they were like, hey, you know, what would you like for returning this jersey? And he's like, nothing. Just want somebody just, to let Kobe know the jersey's been returned. Just That's it. don't forget my name. And everybody <laughs> went, uh-oh. <laughs> They're like, uh, one of Yao Ming's friends um, reached out to us with the jersey. Um Wow. Wrong? Yeah. But I'm saying, I mean, that's yeah. how it goes because it'd be like, see this guy? We don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, uh, the original thieves, though, are still on the loose. Police haven't captured them. And uh, there's still other things missing. A trophy, a plaque, some sneakers, and other Kobe stuff was also stolen at the same time. Um, but, hey, good for this guy for yeah, you know, reaching out Yeah, it's nice to know that own. there's good people out in the world that aren't going to, like, hold stuff like that hostage. Well, yeah, and especially once he figured it out. I mean, it's one thing if you bought something like that and you were none the wiser mm. and you're just sitting there. But he immediately figured something out and didn't try to reach out and say, hey, I want Kobe to come hang yeah. out with me and I want to fly right. out to his house and spend the night. I want autograph merch. I yeah, want because there's so many people who do that. So, you right. know, good for him for just being like, hey, I just want Kobe to know it's back. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a feeling that at some point Kobe reaches out to this guy Probably. or somehow he's compensated in some way. Yeah, Kobe will send him some autograph shoes or something. As I like imagine a, Kobe might even go to him and hang out. Like, I mean, maybe Kobe's very internationally popular like that. So it's not as maybe. If, you know, yeah. Plus, it's possible. doing much these days. So <laughs> I think got nothing else better to do. All right, let's get into this next story. It's Lent. Uh, and for all of you Catholics out there, that means giving up something. There's a man here in Cincinnati who decided to give up food for Lent and instead will only be drinking beer. This story ended up picking up a lot of steam since we put this in the deck. It's gone national. But uh, Del Hall, who is a worker at one of our favorite local breweries, 50 West. Shout out, Coop. Uh, shout out, yeah. Josh. Hashtag Dad Pops. Uh, Dad they Pop. <laughs> they, uh, Dell says he's throwing a nod to the 1600s monks who would fast during Lent on a Bach beer diet, calling it uh, liquid bread because of the yeast, and yeah, that's essentially all you need to live, apparently. He didn't know about hot juju. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, well, he says he'll be drinking all types of beer and checking in with a doctor throughout to make sure he's not wasting away. I checked his YouTube page. He is wasting away. After like a week, he's down like 15 pounds. I was just going to say, within the first week, he lost 15 pounds. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy how much weight this dude is losing just drinking beer. 
Um, and also, how are you not drunk constantly if that's what you're doing? Well, drunk, because drunk no, and hungover constantly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he's not like just drinking beer. He says he's drinking water too. So I guess he. Yeah, and tea. Unsweetened tea. Just regular oh, hot, tea. Yeah, well, he said this whole tea. thing is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Garbage. Invalid. He probably put lemon in there, and that counts. <laughs> this, moving on. I'm done with this story now. <laughs> so cool. Good thing we talked about it. Uh, In Browns fans, we mentioned it uh, multiple times. Shout out to Joe again. Get well soon, bud. Uh, Super excited this week about the Odell addition to the team. They've already, they're printing out Super Bowl tickets up there. Probably getting ahead of themselves, but whatever. They deserve it because they've suffered so long. Uh, One fan, though, probably got a little too excited because after the news broke, this guy ran down the street, flailing his arms, all excited, shouting, one of his neighbors was concerned for him, called 911 on him. <laughs> got uh, Cops got in touch, got a hold of the guy, and he's like basically, no, 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 I'm fine. Just super excited that Odell is coming to Cleveland. Did you hear, too, like what ended up happening when the cops showed up? Uh, they were like, is, is everything okay? And apparently this guy said to the cops, we got Odell. And the cop went, we did? And then he dapped him up and was like, I was totally happy with missed him. that. <laughs> No, I did not hear that part. That's fantastic, though. <laughs> right. It is uh, It is such a, a good end to that story. And it's story. so Cleveland. It is extremely <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, this has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Minuteman Tickets. Go join Minuteman Madness right now, MinutemanMadness.com. Be sure to hit up our group, the Craft Brood Sports Group. It's a public group, uh, free to join, tons of prizes that we are giving away. So uh, go hit that up. And... With all that out of the way, really excited uh, to bring on our guest for the evening. Uh, this guy was is a former linebacker. He played at Illinois. Uh, he did some uh, grad year at Maryland, and now looking to make the jump into the NFL. Uh, joining us on the drunk line right now, Trey Watson. Trey, how's it going, man? Hey, man. How you doing? I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate you taking some time. Uh, so let me ask you this right off the jump, man. Uh, who do you got in March Madness? Man, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it would have been an easy call for Luke about a couple of weeks ago, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, if he's healthy, though, I'm gonna go with them because I mean, he's you know a one man wrecking crew. Uh, so it's it's really super go. hard to bet against Zion. <laughs> it's really hard to bet against Zion. <laughs> uh, how many? Let me ask you this, Trey. When you fill out a bracket for a pool. Are you a one-man, one-bracket type of guy, or do you fill out multiple brackets and submit, like, two or three and try to keep track of everything? Uh, I'd say, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to commit to a one. That's a, that's the man right there. Honorable. That honorable. Is, that's the way to do it, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> So the NFL uh, Combine just wrapped up recently, and you know you didn't get invited. Uh, does that motivate you to prove that you can be an NFL linebacker any more so than if you had been invited? You know, um, I mean, I'd say I'd say it definitely is. You know, another motivating factor. But I mean, regardless, uh, like you said, you know, the motivation to get there and to to perform well at a high level is is going to be there regardless. So mm-hmm. it's just adding to the list, man. I mean, I think, you know, being snubbed of, of honors during the season is, is a motivator. Uh, you know, just my drive to play the game is something that always will be there. And then, you know, this, like I said, just adds on to the list, you know, along with not getting a senior bowl invite. Those are things that, 
you know, while while small in terms of like the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, I certainly remember them, and you know, they'll certainly be a driving factor moving forward. No doubt. Uh, d- did you watch the combine at all this week? Yeah, uh, I definitely. You know, stayed stayed in tune with what was going on. Uh, you know, I I feel like it behooved me not to, you know, have done so, especially with the linebacker group. Uh, you know, I'm going to pay attention to what everyone else is doing, see what's going on. Uh, watch the drills being run, you know, that, that those guys have been doing, you know, for multiple months now. And same thing I've been doing here uh, during my training. Well, good. If you were watching them then, were, was there any moment or were there any players that you thought, I'm better than that guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my personal opinion, man, and it's not everyone's favorite, but if you're going to be someone who's going to play this sport, especially trying to play it at a high level, you better be a, a top-notch competitor. And by that, I'm saying you better not admit anyone is better than you until they've proven otherwise, and maybe until they've proven otherwise consistently because, you know, sometimes you'll take a loss and come back and win. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm better than every single one of those linebackers who was there. That a boy. That a boy. I love it. That None of these PC answers. Awesome, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, and look, and here's the thing: if if you ask any of those other 41 guys who were there, I would hope that their answer would be the exact same. Right? That doesn't mean you, know, you don't have respect for the rest of the guys, or you know, you know, respect what they're doing. That just means you know you believe in yourself enough to to bet on yourself to be successful at the end of the day. And anything less, I feel like you're kind of you know giving in way too early. I, agree. I totally agree. Wholeheartedly. And Trey, you're you're in a position, you play a position that a lot of people kind of look at as the psycho on the field. You know, the linebackers are seen as the ones who might have a little screw loose, uh, but they're also the ones that from, you know, what we've talked to, we've had a couple guys on the show before who are linebackers, they, they, there's almost like a switch that just goes off. You're, you're kind of cool and collected uh, outside of the sidelines, and as soon as you get on that field, some switch flips in your brain. Do you think uh, that accurately describes linebackers? Yeah, I mean, and there's always going to be, you know, different kind of players who play all positions. But, you know, if you if you step on the football field, unless you're like a kicker or a punter, you have a certain level of insanity to you because you're asking <laughs> to either run into guys full speed uh, for, you know, three or four hours every weekend or you're asking for guys to run at you and you have to find a way to make a mess. Uh, so, you know, there's a certain level of crazy that comes along with, you know, enjoying doing that <laughs> week in and week out. But, yeah, the linebacker position, man, um, in terms of physicality, you're going to have it all the time unless, you know, you're just someone who can literally make every blocker possible miss and tackle guys with air. Uh, but I don't think that kind of guy exists. So it's, it's an extremely physical position. Um, it requires a lo- lot of you mentally and physically. And, you know, if you're not a tenacious guy in there, you're going to kind of get swallowed up and you probably won't be very good, to be honest. Well, speaking of making guys miss and everything, as you head into the league, uh, who's the one guy in the league that's playing right now that you most want to see in the open field? Man. Oh, man. I, I, I haven't been asked that one yet. <laughs> man, there's, Bam! There's... there's there's so many really talented guys, uh, especially, you know, coming from the Big Ten, I've played against, you know, several of the guys who are literally the top five running backs in the league with Zeke Elliott and, and Saquon Barkley. So, you know, mm-hmm. those are two guys who are extremely talented at what they do. You know, I know Todd Gurley is one of those guys who's a beast. Uh, I mean, he's probably my size or bigger and then runs a 4-4. So, 
uh, you know, I, I'm welcome to any challenge, but any of those three, you know, I definitely know that got to bring, got to bring everything I got uh, to make those kind of plays. And who, while you were growing up, who's the linebacker that you pointed to and said, that's, that's who I want to be like, or that's who I aspire to uh, model my career after? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing for me when I was growing up, I, I got to watch football, not just the linebacker position, but all positions and just, you know, admired great football plays. I never wouldn't say I model my game after one one particular guy, but like guys like Patrick Willis. Boom, my man, I was hoping to God you said Patrick Willis. I'm a 49ers fan and all right, you you got it. You get it. Somebody sign this man. Yeah, I mean I mean look, and he and he retired before his prime really was up, uh, you know, which I mean, I'm sure, you know, worked out for him health-wise and all those things. He got to walk away from the game healthy. But, I mean, just the way he played with his tenacity, uh, just always physical, always flying around. I don't know if he would have made it in 2018 with the way they're, you know, suspending and, and finding guys because, I mean, he used to do some guys dirty in a clean way, but <laughs> dirty and that they, they didn't want to be around. Uh, when 52 was roaming the field anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm having flashbacks and good <laughs> memories of him running people down and and just hitting that hole and being relentless. But you know, not it, kind of that same thing where it's like crazy on the field and hard, one of the hardest hitters, but off the field, you know, never had any issues <clears throat> like some of the other guys we got out in the bay uh, during his time <laughs> there. But uh, <laughs> just to move it on and not harp on anything like that, uh, it's National Pie Day. Uh, so if you could have one type of pie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Man, that'd be sweet potato pie. You know, I'm a big food connoisseur <laughs> and desserts are a specialty. You know, you know, you can't have them all the time, but you know, I've tried a lot of things. I'm a big pecan pie guy. When made well, when made not well, it's kind of disappointing. I guess anything is disappointing when it's not made well. But number one would always be some uh, hot sweet potato pie with some Cool Whip on it, man. I mean, you can't you can't really top that one. I like how you didn't even break stride. Like, you were waiting for that question. They're going to ask about pie, and if they do, sweet potato right off the lips. Not even thinking about it. I mean, that's just one of those things you don't have to hesitate about. If you would have said favorite dessert overall, that would have took maybe a couple hours of debating. In my <laughs> There's a million I could, I could come to list, but you said pie, so pretty easy gotcha all right trey i'm gonna hit you with a, a combine question that's my favorite part of the combine is when they just ask crazy questions no no time to think about it name as many digits of pi as you can go 3.141516 i think and that's probably about as far as i can go i gotta be honest i only had 3.14 so I, I, I was just gonna say <laughs> after one four you had me beat i wasn't <laughs> I'm like I was like I hope he only gets to one four because I got nothing. <laughs> of that. So I'm gonna that's say that's the right funny. answer. <laughs> yeah, I know I know it's three point one four one five. I'm pretty sure it's one six after that, but I haven't checked that since like my sophomore year of high school when they taught us. <laughs> <laughs> one of those that it's like, when am I ever gonna use this? Oh, you'll use it someday. One Some day. idiots on a podcast are gonna <laughs> ask you about this. <laughs> All right, yeah, man. let's uh, let me ask you this, man. So I would say uh, the one thing, the one word that I can think of that describes your college career would be chaotic. And I say that because yeah. you, you, <laughs> you you started off in I, I Illinois. I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so you started off in Illinois. You went through three different coaches during your time at Illinois, and then you transferred to Maryland. 
tragedy hits the team and then you deal with another crazy coaching shakeup. What does that do for you as a player? Like, how are you able to keep your mind right during all of that constant change? Man, I mean, it requires a lot. Um, it requires, you know, having having to have the ability to, you know, step back from things and kind of just, you know, focus on what's important. Make make sure that you keep yourself aligned with the goals that you have, the goals that I set, you know, out when I was a little kid and that I, you know, reestablished along the way because. Regardless of what went on around me, I had to find a way um, to be successful, whether that was, you know, looking for a new role, um, trying to build new relationships, as I had to do basically every year. Um, just, you know, having to, having to make a tough decision that, you know, the school that I signed to out of college just was no longer the place where I could be successful anymore. You know, ha- having to make that decision, leave teammates who I cared a lot about, who I had built a lot with and struggled struggle right alongside those guys with um, and then you know having to find a new home and then really just going through it all over again losing a teammate um, you know you kind of just have to have to stay grounded and, and remind yourself what what is in you know your your goals at the end of the tunnel um, that was the biggest thing for me and you know even with everything going, going on around me I just you know made sure that I never wavered in, in the faith I had in, in my ability and just just my drive to be successful. That's a, that's solid, man. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about DJ Durkin and the situation at Maryland. You know, from the outside, we heard a ton of crazy reports about what went on. Uh, for those of you listening that that may not know what happened, uh, a player uh, died during uh, August workouts. DJ Durkin was then um, put on administrative leave. Uh, the university announced that he was coming back, and then the next day, due to some public outcry, there he was let go uh, and finally fired. Uh, what was it like inside the locker room that day that that Durkin was announced as coming back as your coach? Man, I mean, it was it was pandemonium to say the least. I mean, just literally, we were we were living day to day, knowing that we're reading all these things going on about our own locker room and not being able to really focus on just playing football. Uh, there was always something, you know, in the back of our mind that, okay, what's going to happen the next day. And then, you know, he walks back in unannounced and everything's supposed to go back to the way it was, you know, months before, before all this crazy stuff happened before we lost Jordan. And um, that's just impossible to do. That's, that's not being realistic. Um, and people made decisions for, us as a football program that really weren't in our best interest and then, you know, tried to make adjustments to, to mistakes that had been made, which really just compounded the issues that were already going on, honestly. We're, we read a lot that there were, like, fights in the locker room between players, like people who were defending Durkin and guys who didn't want to play for him. Uh, is there any truth to that? Were, were people coming to blows Man, in the locker room? Yeah, yeah, that, that's very frustrating because, like I said, when, when things like this happen, there's a point where, you know, you're just reporting and then there's a point where people are reaching for stories just to grab more headlines. Yeah. And all of that, all of that part was 100% nonsense. What just so happened to happen is the same day that that all began to go down, um, a player said some extremely disrespectful things to another player and he had been getting on his nerves for an extended period of time doing that and the whole team knew about it but just kind of tried to let it go the the kid the kid did took a step too far and touched touched one of our teammates and our teammate retaliated as any grown man will retaliate when a grown man 
um, you know, physically confronts them. Yeah. And, and that was the end of that. It was, there was no form of assault or anything crazy happening or anything pro Durkin versus anti Durkin. All that is nonsense. And within the locker room, that was settled within minutes and handled. But, you know, obviously it became some big issue outside of it. And people wanted to, you know, hop on the train and talk about this and that. Like I said, it was, it was a nonsense headline from the very beginning. And that was honestly the least of our worries as a team and something that we, like I said, we got past as soon as it ended. That was it. So us. it was basically just a perfect storm and the media ran with it because it, the timing and everything and it, there's, you know, no real truth to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, when something that big is going on, um, you know, everyone wants to write a story. Everyone wants to, you know, get get something submitted in and, like I said, the timing of it was, you know, unfortunate because it got lumped in with everything. But like I said, completely, completely false. Gotcha. Well, we appreciate you uh, talking about all that stuff because obviously, you know, being inside there, you've got intimate knowledge of that. And, you know, not everybody necessarily, you know, some people want to say, you know, keep it in house and what happened there. So we appreciate you, you know, getting into the kind of details about that and straightening things out for us. Um Let's let's move on to something now, now that you're, you know, out of the college thing and moving on in the NFL. Do you think uh, college players should be paid? Man, you know, I feel like there's a lot that goes into that. Um, what's, what's funny is, is when I came into college, there wasn't even the cost of attendance stipend that guys get now, which, I mean, just looking at it now, if I didn't have that for my entire five years, man, who would have been – you know, pulling strings to, to <laughs> make ends meet, meet at times. I mean, it, it's hard enough with the stipend if we're being completely honest. And that's, that's coming from someone who I've managed my money extremely well and I'm in a confident place. But I just know that based on what I did between the University of Illinois and the University of Maryland and what I saw in terms of crowds, uh, you know, sponsors, all these things, game attendance, like – Man, there's so much money flowing in and out with conferences and schools and TV deals. There's no way in the world that they can justify, you know, not being able to compensate players for what what they're bringing in. Um, it's honestly just a, a source of a free labor that's only benefiting everyone except the people who are making it happen at, at the heart of things. So, uh, you know, I definitely feel a certain way about that. Um, it is what it is. Will, will it ever happen? Who knows? But uh, there's there's certainly discussion to be had about, you know, is that fair in any of anyone else's eyes but the eyes of quote unquote amateur athletes, you know. <laughs> Do you think a fair trade off would just be letting you guys sign an endorsement deal in college and, you know, just making money off your own name? You know, you led the Big Ten in, in tackles last year. I'm sure you could have opened up a car dealership and like been the, the spokesperson for, you know, some dealership in Maryland and, and made some scratch on the side. Uh, do you feel like yeah. that's at least the a next logical step for this? I mean, that certainly could be a place to start because I mean, let's let's just be honest. When guys when guys leave and go to the NFL, some sign multi million dollar deals within days after declaring for the draft. They're doing you know signing with agents. They have all this money coming in. I mean, that doesn't mean that oh, just because they declared their value not went up. You know, they had that same value then. So, you know, at least allowing them to explore those options would be a small step in the right direction. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of guys who would be able to make tons of money off of that. So, 
it certainly would eliminate multiple cases of guys having to resort to extremes and illegal doing illegal things in the eyes of the NCAA, uh, you know, trying to trying to be stable while they're in college. So if I'm hearing you right, it's just get rid of the NCAA. Got it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but like, like I said, there's plenty of discussion to be had, man. Um, you know, like I said, would would the the higher ups in the NCAA and all these schools ever enjoy being in the position that some college athletes are, man? I mean, getting getting just enough money for rent and you know telling me that oh you're being paid in books and tuition and um, some meals because. Let's be real. Not every meal plan is three meals a day plus snacks and at the right time in the right, right. place. It's it's not as sweet as it sounds. Let's just say that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's you know useless, but like I said, there's more to it than meets the eye. No, we're yeah. we're definitely yeah. on your side when it comes to that. I mean, it's, <laughs> we're always pay these people. Period. I mean, they're the ones everybody pay, comes to see. We're not trying to pay the the old white people that are in charge of this whole thing. So pay the players. That's the end of the story, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but before we kind of get into the the end of the interview, where we kind of hit you with some quick hitters, just. Uh, Two two questions just to wrap things up. Um, what are you? What are your plans for the the draft coming up? Are you, you got a watch party? Are you gonna just hang out, or what are you gonna do uh, on come draft weekend? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I'll certainly be here in Tampa, Florida, where you know all my family is, and we'll you know we'll have something. I don't know if it'll be day two or day three. Uh, Got to kind of plan things out. We'll see how all of that works. What what's logical. Um, but yeah, we'll have some type of, you know, small watch party, have all the close family and friends. I'm sure, you know, it'll be a moment or, you know, obviously it'll be a moment that'll be, uh, cherished forever and want to enjoy that with, you know, the right people. Gotcha. And it, it, you've been really honest with us and we really appreciate that. And so got one more for you. If there was a team that, you know, you had said you could pick where you wanted to play, what team would it be for? And I mean, it, Gotta add to that. Is, is there like a team you grew up rooting for that you could say, you know, that's who I really want to play for just because of whatever reason? Yeah, I mean, so look, when I was little, I was never a team guy. I was a huge Michael Vick fan, so I always rooted for him with the Falcons and then uh, with the Eagles when he came back. Um, but I never just had like one team that I was always with. Uh, is, is there a team I could pick, man? I mean, I have no idea. Uh, if anything, I'd say I want to play for a team that uh, plays some top-notch defense and is going to compete for a Super Bowl ring, man. I mean, that's the ultimate prize at the end of the day. Uh, so, you know, if I can get behind some, some nice D linemen and have some nice DBs behind me, uh, there wouldn't be anything better than that. And, you know, there's plenty of teams around the league who have stacked rosters to do that. And, you know, more teams are stacking up doing that right now with trades and free agency. So, uh, there's plenty of destinations for me. I know that. That's well, a bummer because I really wanted you in Cincinnati. And after saying that, <laughs> that ain't happening now. Damn. And, and that's the same. That's the same thing I was sitting there thinking. I'm like, hey man, look, look, look I'm a 49ers fan. We're trying to build up the defense. We made a couple of signings, got D Ford, and, and we got we got some openings at linebacker. And I mean, you know, you could be yeah, the next I mean, Patrick look, Willis, man. Like I said, that'd be ideal, man. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, and n- nothing wrong with coming in and turning turning the defense, turning the unit around. I mean, you know, I think Maryland was in the bottom bottom three or four of total defense last year and 
we, you know, made some huge strides this year, even with, you know, having some guys out with injury and, you know, obviously everything else that went on outside of the program. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to let you get out of here. But before we let you get out of here, we've got questions that we like to hit and we just call them our quick hitters. We want you to think or answer just the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't think too hard about it. Combine questions. Right. (laughs) Just just go on ahead and answer. Uh, So the first one we got plain cake donuts. Yay or nay? Plain cake? Uh, No, no, I'm good. Yep. Solid answer. <laughs> Jordan or LeBron? Whew, LeBron. <laughs> Come on, Trey. Man. All right. Uh, moving on. Do you button your shirt from the top down or the bottom up? Uh, dang, I got to think about it. <laughs> uh, oh, top down. Top mm. down. Uh, man, come on, man, Trey. Come on, you're hurting me, man. All right, when it comes to pants, do you zip... Your pants then button, or do you button and then zip? Button and zip, for sure. Yes. That's right. (laughs) Striking out here, man. All right. Are IPAs just pumpkin spice lattes for white dudes? (laughs) That's funny, man. Um, I don't know. I've tried a couple of them, and they're not all my thing. I'm kind of more of a cider guy. I, I need more flavor than just the a weedy hoppy deal so i'm not really an ipa guy fair enough fair enough uh is die hard a christmas movie uh debatable but i'd say no good answer good answer good answer <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich heck no that my man you you're coming back strong you started off a little <laughs> shaky there but you're coming back strong all right <laughs> chicken wings all drums or all flats? Uh, I like a good mix, but if I had to, it would be all drums, man. It's just easier to eat. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, pineapple or Hawaiian pizza, yay or nay? You said pineapple on Hawaiian pizza? Or yeah, well, it's like because some, some types of Hawaiian pizza are slightly different, but basically... Are, do you, would you eat pizza if it had so, pineapple so, on it? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say yes, but I got to explain it, man. I eat, I eat pineapple on pizza in one specific case. It's barbecue chicken bacon pizza. That's Ooh. it with pineapple. You, you got to try it. That sounds uh, fantastic. Yeah, no, no actual pizza sauce underneath, though. That'll literally ruin the entire thing. Look, I'm barbecue a- as the sauce. Yeah, I'm a pineapple on pizza guy already, but you just convinced me the next time I get a barbecue chicken pizza <laughs> to add pineapple because I've never tried that. And that sounds fantastic. Yeah, you got to add bacon and you got to add pineapple. No onions, no pizza sauce, none of that. Uh, you'll never order a different kind of pizza again. All right. That's cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for the Trey Watson. <laughs> y'all give me the Trey Watson. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> All right. And finally, oh, Coke man. or Pepsi? Uh, I gave up soda when I was 12, but back in the day, absolutely coke. My man. <laughs> Finishing up strong. Uh, Trey, real quick before we let you go, man, just a couple of comments that came through on our, our Facebook live feed here. Uh, Robert Taylor said that uh, he's rooting for you uh, to make some team. You, you sound like a good dude, and I wholeheartedly agree, man. I really appreciate you taking the time with us tonight. Uh, it was awesome to for you to like get that all out there being super truthful with us. 
I appreciate it, man. This was fantastic. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be listening for your name come draft weekend for sure, man. So all the best of luck to you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I really enjoyed uh, you know giving me the opportunity to come on with you all, man. I, the biggest thing, you know, I'm not obviously not a big superstar, not a huge name guy, but with athletes in general, I just want to be someone who is transparent, man. Whether or not I make hundred million dollars or I go, you know, work at the corner store, man. I'm just, I'm the same as everybody else, man. I'm going to be, going to be real, going to be honest and going to be as open as I can be, you know, all the time. That's just how I try to be. Well, and we appreciate that because we're just a couple of dudes chilling in a basement doing a podcast. So <laughs> the fact that you took the time to call us That's and awesome, talk man. about this, yeah. we, we really appreciate it because it means a lot to us. So thank you. Yeah. And we, we'd love to hear Absolutely, from you again, man. man. Uh, keep in touch. You, you know, we got the number. Hit us up anytime. We'd love to have you back on anytime, man. For sure, man. We'll, we'll definitely make it happen down the road. Fantastic. Trey, thank you so much. Best of luck. Trey Watson, everybody. Uh, NFL linebacker. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> thank you, Trey. <laughs> Cheers, Trey. We'll Appreciate see you, it, man. man. See you guys. Bye. Man, that, that was, was fantastic. Awesome. My man killed that interview. That was so good. Oh, man. No, no quarterback speak. No, no, no PC. No, no, no rehearsed it. interview questions. Like, he, God, that was great. It was so good. I, I, man, he is definitely my new favorite linebacker in the NFL. And, I, I, and I'm not really, joking. I really wish he would come to Cincinnati because I would trade. 33 for 55 any day of the week. <laughs> well, just from a head case standpoint, yeah. I mean, it's a, Trey definitely seems more sane. But, uh, no, I mean, it, we've had, you know, this is now our third interview. You know, we had, we, we've had a safety, we've had a quarterback, and now a linebacker. So, you know, we've had the multiple positions, and we've been able to see just the different types of people they are and the types of answers they give. And uh, it it's awesome that these guys take the time to 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 talk to us because I mean we're nobodies. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming yeah, yeah. that whenever somebody reaches out to them, their agent or whoever it is that says, "Hey, so there's this podcast," <laughs> they're like, cool. we googled it, and it's just a couple assholes in their basement, <laughs> and well, you know, it's not gonna hurt. You got a few minutes of your time, like, you do it. Like, but they've done it, and it's it, it's awesome for us, like great that they you know take the time to do it and everything but we really appreciate the fact yeah. that they you know come on our show and they're cool i mean because they could come on and, and and just mail it in and be like all right you know agent said i should do this and then you know right. making the rounds and just give us canned responses and all these guys like they couldn't be more open and more awesome when they do interviews so yeah it was fantastic uh robert's mad because he said that uh the chiefs could use a linebacker and yeah, i didn't well, bring that up know, to trey well, the rich the don't need to get richer man not, right? not only that if the chiefs would stop releasing everybody on the defense they wouldn't need anybody so you know that's a you problem bro maybe maybe you should contact them, you know? maybe you should talk to andy reed about releasing everybody i don't know that's that's something for you to deal with i wasn't worried about the chiefs during this interview all right let's <laughs> let's move on i can talk about how great that interview was all night but let's get right into jackass of the week uh scott why don't you hit us with your jackass of the week this week <laughs> The Toronto Raptors, man. <laughs> Toronto Raptors have renamed their practice facility. And let me make sure I get this exactly right because I wouldn't wouldn't want to mess up the actual name of this facility because it's just so special. It is now named after Drake's 
uh, clothing brand, his record label, whatever, whatever. the heck, you, uh, yeah, whatever the heck you want to call it. But it is the OVO uh, facility. <laughs> like what? I'm trying to find where where the actual name is. I, I'm passing it on the 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 dock. Like where? Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That, that's, Who cares that, what that, it's called? That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. But yeah, they they they're renaming the facility the OVO Athletic Century because they're Canadian. So it's not center. It's Century. <laughs> So there you go. The Just Toronto Raptors. In. Toronto Raptors going yeah. all in on Drake. I, I mean, it wasn't bad enough that they have him courtside. Then they made him a team the, ambassador. The team ambassador yeah. And now they're naming their practice facilities after him. If, if I was any prospective free agent or anybody currently on the team, I, I would assess that. And now the people playing now, they actually like Drake. But if this was me. Just me personally. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Y'all have affiliation with Drake? In your name and practice facility, I'm out. <laughs> oh, we'll pay you a max deal. Don't care. I'm out. I will play for less to play for another franchise that has no association with Drake. Period. So, I mean, they really got to think about this, and obviously they have it. So, Toronto Raptors, you're my jackass of <laughs> for associating yourself even more with Drake. Uh, they actually uh, they asked Kawhi about it. Oh, yeah. No, Kawhi's like, uh, this is my last year. to know about you. I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me. Yeah, but what about um, the Ovo Century, Kawhi? What do you think about the Ovo Century? I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. It literally can fit for anything. <laughs> But again, Kawhi, that's what I'm talking about. He's on the one-year deal. He's out after this yeah, year. This ain't convincing me to stay, y'all. Yeah, um, I'm out. Uh, all right, my jackass of the week is going to be Will Wade. If you don't know who that is, he's the head coach at LSU. So last week it was reported that the FBI had old Will Boy on wiretap talking about uh, – he was talking to whoever was indicted in this whole thing. Whoa. Uh, and he, he was quoted as saying – that's a big ass offer, uh, referring to a payment to a recruit, which they think is a freshman that's on LSU's team currently. But anyways, uh, once that news broke that he was on wiretap, LSU said, "Listen, you got to come in and have a meeting with us in the NCAA." And Will said, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." And they said, <laughs> "Okay, but if you don't do that, we're going to put you on leave." And he was like, "Fine." So they put him on leave, uh, and he's been on leave for a week. And this uh, today he came out. This week he comes out and he says, "Look, it's been a week." I should be back to coaching now. Uh, I just want my constitutional rights, and I don't want to have this meeting. I'm a, I want to come back to coaching, but I'm not going to talk about this wiretap thing. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> the, the school responded and was like, he can come back as soon as he agrees to talk with us. And he's like, I ain't talking nope. with you, but I want to come back. And they're like, that's not how this works. So Will Wade is my jackass of the week. Um, just a chode. Because it turns out you can't tell your bosses what you're going to do and not going to do. <laughs> when you're an employee, that's not how it not works. Not really how that works. Uh, anyways, jackass of the week brought to you by my bookie. Use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS, 12OZ Sports, all one word, to get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There are tons of awesome shows on the network that teach you how to gamble. They, they will give you much better picks than what I give you every week. 
tune into those shows and then put that knowledge to practice on my bookie. Not a very big endorsement there, but go ahead. Well, I mean, everybody's better than my picks. That's so, why I'm saying but it's not a it's very still, big endorsement. You're not going to go over. You're going to win a couple. Mm, okay. Make sure you use the promo code 12 ounce. <laughs> I just feel words. like they want a stronger backing than it's better than me who's terrible. <laughs> One two OZ Sports to get that bonus. <laughs> you can find their banners and links on every page of the station site at www.12ounceSportsRadio.com. Sell out. <clears throat> All right, Nailed let's <laughs> let's talk let's talk about NFL free agency. Yeah, what a it's week! Crazy week! What a week! Crazy. This is uh, the biggest take from Twitter this week is NFL free agency is more entertaining than the Super Bowl was, and I agree one hundred percent. This week has been so not much only, fun. Not only was it more entertaining than the Super Bowl, the, this week reminded me why, and and just showed me. I have this conversation with multiple people that no matter how hard I try to quit the NFL. This, this 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 is brings always, you back in. This is always going to bring because the off season. Seriously, the off season is probably better than the actual games. Yeah, like just the movements, the 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 speculation, where the 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 prospect of when guys do sign. Oh, you know, oh my god, you know, but they've got the draft and they've got to sign this guy and all this. It's just it's amazing how much more in tune I was with the the NFL after mostly kind of phasing things out after Jimmy Garoppolo got injured. <laughs> but as soon as this started, it was like, I'm all in, guys. Let's do this. And following every – like, I, wife said, I think first night of free agency, which, you know, the legal tampering period uh, started, what, Tuesday night or whatever? Yeah. And, and, well, and I said, free agency. you've yeah. been on your phone all night tonight. And I said, I'm sorry. NFL free agency started. I'm just trying to figure out what the Niners are going to do to get better. And nothing really. Uh, no, yeah. you guys got D Ford. You did. They, no, you they, they actually ended up making quite a bit of moves. But at the time, they had only done one thing, and it was literally like refresh, refresh. There's got to be more, right? Like this, <laughs> this, this can't be it. But nope. no, I, no, that's that's a Bengals fan going. Wait, that's <laughs> we seriously just signed the the guard who couldn't block anybody for a 22 million dollar three year deal. That's what we did in free agency. Are you kidding? Kidding me right now? We signed the tight end that nobody wanted again. Cool, but no, it's so just, terrible. Yeah, it just even even if you take out the Niners and what they're doing, it still fascinates me to see where all these other guys end up. And you know, it's like where's Earl Thomas going to go? And all week it's oh he's linked to this team, he's linked to that team, and all off season it was or no all during the season it was he's going to end up in Dallas. It's a sure thing, yada yada yada. And then Dallas, eh, we're not interested. But then they are, and eh, right. and he ends up in Baltimore, and nobody saw that coming. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just all the, the craziness that happens. And it all is juxtaposed. I kept smiling and thinking and laughing. It's like every single free agent in baseball didn't sign until yeah, spring two, training started. Two weeks and there's still guys who are unsigned, right. who are premier guys in the league. Meanwhile, before the actual free agent period <laughs> officially started, every one of the top names Le'Veon except for uh, like, all of these guys were Tony done. Brown yeah, is within, that, like, within minutes of free agency starting, <laughs> everything done, and it's just like, is why I'm up here just fading, yep, just fading, slowly fading. dying. Uh, all right, let's talk about the three big moves from this week. So the Browns trade for Odell Beckham. They now have Beckham and Landry in that receiving core with Baker Mayfield, who – we thought was going to flame out. David and Joku clearly, and Joku a tight end. You got Kareem Hunt at running back, uh, assuming and, he's able to play. And, and if not, and Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb is there, who proved <laughs> right. that he can't play. Almost w- would have won Rookie of the Year had he played a full season. So my question then is: 
does Freddie Kitchens blow this? Because that's the only piece. If you look at the Browns roster, it's like this team is stacked. This team will win the AFC North. The Steelers are fading away. The Ravens are starting Lamar Jackson, who's driving 105 miles an hour and filming it. The Bengals are the Bengals, and they're going to be the one team that whiffs on a uh, like young, fresh-minded, offensive-minded quarter uh, uh, coach. They're going to be the one team that fails. Cliff Kingsbury is going to be a success in Arizona. <laughs> And the Bengals will go 0 for 16 because that's how the Bengals go. So the Browns on paper are your AFC North champions going to the playoffs. The only question mark is, does Freddie Kitchens blow this? Well, and it's not just Freddie Kitchens. Man, I wish Joe was here because he'd be so mad that I even posed that question. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's a legit question, though, that has to be asked if you take off the Browns colored sunglasses. Is Okay, Browns have never had any expectations. Now they have expectations and it's a different ball game when you're playing with zero expectations. And like even this year it was, Oh, Hey, so, you know, they got Baker Mayfield and they got some things. Things are starting to gel. Oh, you could see yeah. him winning. And then, you know, people got behind them and they won a few more games and it was, they got rid of hey, you. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> things kind of happened for them and, and, and you had to be, well, now you're going to have, you're going to have a few things. You've got expectations. Right. You've got you know all of these players, the the new head coach and everything, and all the success from last season. You're also what also comes with that haters. So mm. they're now like the Browns have never had haters. Because That's true. Everybody's just the Browns. Everybody's just been like, man, you guys deserve right. all the Browns. Come man, on. Oh, I, feel I just so feel bad. bad yeah. for them. <laughs> like even the most jaded of NFL <laughs> fan base, you know, that you can pick out all bugs league. Like Jets fans are like, yeah, but I still feel bad for the Browns fans. Like they've had it real bad. <laughs> but now, you know, now they've got Odell. Now they got these pieces. Now there's expectations. There will be haters. So how do they deal with expectations? How do they deal with people? And I mean, that's not something. I mean, it is something that you have to adjust to. And it's not something that you can just write off and say, oh, no, no, it doesn't matter. You know, just pencil them into the playoffs. So I'm curious how this all plays out. I mean, I can't off the top of my head remember. What did they end up winning? Six games? Seven games? This is where Joe would usually look this up. Or no, Joe nope. would actually no. I got this right here. They, they went 7-8-1 and one last year. So there you go. So they won seven games. I mean, to get to but the... But they the, had four games that went into overtime. Right. And, uh, and one and, tie and I think two losses maybe? Well, And in this division, win. you're looking at, okay, so they had seven wins. I mean... What you need only to flip three of those, yeah, to 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 wins. Well, and, and that's the, the bag. So Baltimore probably isn't winning ten games again. Uh, it's highly unlikely. They're, Although coming into this season, you wouldn't have guessed that they would have anyway. Fair. But but now with Lamar Jackson is going to be your go-to guy, and I still think Lamar Jackson is going to be a great quarterback. But and, it, it, there, now but, that there's a book on him. Yeah, right. There's a little bit of a book on him, and on top of that, he's the guy. He's not coming in and spelling Joe Flacco. Right. And like it, he is the guy. It's his team now, and I think it's that, the same thing with the Browns. There's expectations, right, and there's right. there's more info there. So it's there, there's naturally this kind of step back because nobody's surprised. Nobody nobody is saying, "Oh, that's cute," because. They're not. It's like, oh, no, no, he's a legit threat, so we've got a game plan I for I got to say, and the funniest thing I heard after this news broke was on Scout Team Radio, Chris America said that he could see any team from the AFC North making the playoffs. Any team could do it because the, the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, who could be a great quarterback. The Steelers are the Steelers. The Browns now have this roster. And his, his comment was the Bengals have Zach Taylor, and that could be a re-energizing thing. And I just laughed. I'm like, no, three of the four teams can make the playoffs. <laughs> 
<laughs> from the AFC North. Not the Bengals. The Bengals will not be. They will be lucky I, to win I five games. I also like how in that assessment, there's all all the reasons given are players, the ones who actually affect it, and then for the Bengals, it's like. Well, they got a new head coach. I mean, that's it's got to be worth something, it's not right? Marvin, so maybe. <laughs> All right, uh, the other two big ones: uh, Le'Veon Bell heading to the Jets, thirty-five million dollars guaranteed for four years with incentives. It could hit north of sixty million, which is funny because Le'Veon Bell said you couldn't pay me sixty million to play for the Jets on Twitter, and now he's uh, taking sixty million after incentives to play for the Jets. Not only that, there's a whole bunch of people harping on the fact that he only got this much money after turning down four. And a half million last year. Yeah, uh, but I, you know what I say? One, he did what he thought it was best for him. Two, he, he does. He has an entire year where he didn't take mileage on his back. And three, he still got money. Right, like, and he still got, and money. it's guaranteed thirty mil guaranteed, which is definitely going to be big for him. Craft Brute Sports, who's this? Yeah, this is uh, Chris America, first time. Ah! Chris America. <laughs> What's up, Chris dude? from Scout Team Radio. How's it going, man? Uh, you know, I'm just sitting here drinking a beer, <laughs> playing some CAA 14, and then I hear I'm getting hated on my <laughs> on the show. So. <laughs> There's no hate. I just thought you were crazy for thinking the Bengals would do anything next year. First of all, first of all, he did not do my take justice. Right? <laughs> I've been drinking too, so you got to cut me some slack, bro. <laughs> Your show's on what, super what early I in the morning. Was, what I had said was that the, the way that Sean McVay came into the Rams, did anybody expect him to come in and make them an instant playoff team? No, and that's a fair point. No. And, like, that, that team was left for dead, but it was like the Jeff Fisher effect. Like, Jeff Fisher was the problem. It wasn't really the players. And it's not like the Bengals have a bad team. It's just a no team. It's I and mean, I look at the Red Rocket. I look at Andy Dalton. And I don't <laughs> see any difference between him and Goff. Uh, I don't know, man. Dalton is so streaky that, like, it, Dalton can be that guy where one game it's like, man, this dude is unreal. And then the next week it's like, oh, no, it's Andy Dalton. I got it. Yeah, right. that's that's how he is. Yeah. But, I mean, Goff was left for dead. Like, we were sitting there debating, is, is, is uh, Jared Goff a bust? Like, what's going on with Goff? And then... You put him in now. If that's all Sean McVay, and it's not has nothing to do with Zach Taylor, then my take is total garbage, and the and the Bengals will be bad. And I can totally admit that that might be the case. But the dude turned Jared Goff from first round bust to possibly a decent top five quarterback in the future. We'll see. All right, that's a fair point. However, Zach Taylor has never had a head coaching position in his right. life, uh, which is right. why I think this is going to be a titanic disaster for the Bengals this but neither, year. But neither had Sean McVay. Well, and, and, and wasn't he like 14 mm. when he took over the Rams? <laughs> Have well, you seen Zach Taylor? I think he's 13. That okay. dude looks young as hell. Okay, yeah. and the only thing that I would say is like the difference is so <laughs> – and I agree. Everybody left, you know, the quarterback for dead, and so it was like, well, you know, what are they going to do? But the difference is, one was a number one overall pick and was in his second year. The other yeah. one is now in what his sixth, seventh right. year. Andy Dalton has been playing for like, sixty-four years, right? And, and he he is what he is. And also, as soon as Sean McVay got there, they're like, okay, cool. 
we're also going to go do this, this, and this. The Bengals have done absolutely nothing right. since Zach Taylor signed. They're like, all right, you you are now the coach of this team, and good luck. Yeah, <laughs> their their biggest signing, like I said, was a lineman who whiffed on every single block last so, year. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's where the, the differences are. It's just like, uh, you, you know, you had the support there for the Rams. So yeah. even though in hindsight everybody can say, well, you know, nobody expected it, you, you look back and you're like, all right, but they did – all of these things, so it's not completely crazy. Whereas the Bengals, you can look at it and say, "Yep, this is totally on brand." They signed a guy, and they pretty much washed their hands of everything and said, <laughs> "All right, good luck. You got this, right?" <laughs> Chris America, can you give us a little preview of what your uh, draft is going to be tomorrow on the show? Uh, yeah, so I, I got to run and buy Loudbeard, but I think what we're doing because uh, March Madness is coming up. We're going to do a little something different. Normally, we just draft a team of five, and then you vote for which team of five you like. You guys do that every Friday, right? What we're going to do this time is we're going to draft the different Batmans, like the Michael Keaton Batman. Wait, 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 though. Are there ten different ones that you guys could pick from? I think think there's nine, and so we're going to draft eight total. So we're going to draft four each. Okay. And what they're going to do, instead of you voting on my four versus his four, we're going to do like a little round-robin head-to-head tournament. Like, would Ben mm. Affleck Batman win a fight against Michael Keaton Batman? Man. Val Kilmer's going to be in that, too. That's a... Yep. Ooh, uh-huh. that's a I wonder, West, I wonder Adam if Adam West is getting left off this. Him and his gut are getting left off. That, that tight <laughs> whoa, suit. Whoa, R.I.P., bro. Like, oh, he's the yeah. only Batman on that list that's dead. <laughs> Well, even more reason <laughs> to leave him off. Don't disrespect. Even more reason to leave him off. Are you, how are you going to fight? You're dead. Damn. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Hop juju. <laughs> Chris America, it was great hearing from you, man. Yeah, and also yeah, I, I'm going to probably vote for whatever Loudbeard does because you uh, <laughs> threw me under the bus with the uh, the wrestling thing tonight. Oh. So there's that. Yeah, no, no, listen. <laughs> this, this is classic, okay? I said I'll take on the the athlete, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be my tag team partner. Mm-hmm. You were wondering what kind of match are we talking here? It's got to be tables, ladders, and chairs. Full on oh. TLC. You're yes. hyping up the crowd. The bell rings. I smack you on the back. I jump out of the rope. This is the old classic rope dope. <laughs> You're gonna get your ass beat, and then when they're gonna go for the one, two, three after you get the finisher put on you. I come in with the chair, hit the bad guy. I put your dead body on top of his. We get the win. Cool. Chris America with the heel turn, <laughs> face turn. Within within victory. the same I five it. minutes. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it's you real uncomfortable. Out, it's all worked out. Just, you just got to go with it. You That's fine. I'm going to make you real uncomfortable. So you'll Emmett Till me. Okay, cool. <laughs> Trust the process. <laughs> Chris America, thanks for calling, man. We appreciate it, yeah, bud. You guys have a good night. Thanks, right, buddy. Cheers, have man. Have a good one. Chris America from Scout Team Radio. Be sure to check them out Monday through Friday here on 12 Ounce Sports Radio, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Then they do a replay at 11 as well. It's Fantastic such a good show. show. More hilariousness like that. Um, all right, I'm done NFL free agency. I want to get into this conspiracy theory that I have. Because I want um, to put on my tinfoil. Yeah, well, hang on. We got to get... Oh, I hit the thing too fast, and I can't find the music. Uh, we're going to talk a little... Neither of us talking while we get on our tinfoil heads. That's right. There's music playing. It's not good. Not at, at all awkward. Uh, conspiracy theory talk. I got a big one that came out this week. Yeah, so. you got a big one. Giggity. <laughs> Wait, what? 
This is Conspiracy Theories March Madness Edition. Good lord, I forgot how hot these hats are. Dude, uh, I didn't. When we said we were going to do this, uh, my first thought was, oh, I got to feel like a baked potato again this week. Yeah, it's warm. It's very warm. <laughs> uh, baked potato on St. Patrick's Day weekend. Racist. Anyways, <laughs> uh, this weekend, too, uh, this, we- <laughs> this week, <laughs> Gonzaga, the number one team in the country, a team that beat St. Mary's by 48 points earlier in the season, 94 to 46, lost the conference championship game to St. Mary's 60 to 47 they lost they only scored 47 points and earlier in the year they beat st mary's by more than what they scored in the conference championship game uh that makes the west coast conference at least a guaranteed two bid conference which it's the west coast conference nobody deserves two bids out of the west coast conference this is where i have a little bit of a problem with march madness the fact that you win your conference tournament you can be garbage all season be the last seed and all of a sudden, you're in March Madness because you had a hot streak of four. And everybody's like, well, that's the it's playoffs. You got to get the best team. Oh, here we go. We're getting a call during let's see, Craft Root Sports. Who's this? Hello? hello? It's Drew. Hey. You know it was. What up, Mookie? I did not know. <laughs> hey. I did. Drew, hang on. Hang on. We're talking a little conspiracy theory. Anyways, this happens way too often. Something is very fishy about this. I don't know what happened. There's the music. Conferences where a team is so good. It happens. is conspiring. It happened when we were in college, too. Xavier beat St. Joe's. St. Joe's was the number one team in the country. Oh, and I we beat St. Joe's that. in the A10 tournament. All of a sudden, the A10, yeah. A10 had Two a. Bids. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. I think you nailed that one. I think so, too. And I got to get this. Yeah, I'm off taking the hat off. Good lord, we're gonna turn that music off. Holy crap, Drew! What do you I got for us, bud? For, for, I was gonna say, for the record, I'm still here. I'm just speechless as to what's going on right now. I know that was something else, right? Yeah, it got deep. <laughs> it got <laughs> deep. <laughs> uh, Before uh, we get into the meat of this, uh, have you guys ruined the explicit tag yet? This episode, just we have so not hit the explicit tag yeah, yet. Yeah, we haven't we've, had to. We've been pretty good about it. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. Well, we had a, you know we had a professional interview tonight. I was we gonna say we we had somebody in who was an adult, so we had to be professional. Yeah. So check yourself yeah, on this I, one. Hey, Drew. Just by just the way, by the okay. way, we got 11 minutes left in the show, so we're gonna do the same thing again. You can go through your call list, and we're gonna wrap things up. We're gonna do the rest of the show during your call. Uh, that's fair with me. I, I appreciate that. It's a fun opportunity. I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm going to disclose I don't have as much stuff this week on the call sheet. Okay. Uh, but we, we can just we can just get a jump in. I'll, uh, I'll pull some stuff out. Although we might as well dive into this. I'm sure you touched on it earlier, but something's happening on Sunday that's uh, pretty exciting. Home um, opener, baby! I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a good match. The team, I was... Oh man, you can you can ask Mike. I was very distraught, we'll say, uh, in that match against Seattle. But I will give the boys credit as I laid on my couch, dying from alcohol. I mean, uh, from the flu. Uh, I will say yes. I was under the weather. Yes, uh, on Sunday watching the team, they showed some character. They showed some grit, man. They gave up that goal in six minutes in. I was like, here we go. Yep, yep. I thought it was going to be a route. garbage. An FC Cincinnati battle match. They did the one thing that Cincinnati teams never seem to be able to do, and that's play with heart and character and persevere. And it was the 86th minute, right, that they scored the the equalizer. It was the the 86th minute they scored the goal that counted. Yeah, they they did get screwed quite a bit uh, with some BS offsides calls. 
Drew, this yeah, is this. Yeah, thank yeah. you for this uh, this point because this leads us to a discussion that we wanted to have tonight. Uh, because when this happened, when it you know it finished one one, a lot of people in Cincinnati are new to MLS. They're new to the rules, and everybody was kind of shocked that the game just ended after regulation. There was no overtime. There was nothing to it where it was just like, well, one to one. This one's over. See you guys later. Enjoy your tie and your one point. And people were very confused by that especially here in Cincinnati, new to, uh, to the rules. Um, and it got me thinking, because I got into some Facebook uh, debates about this, I think, oh, I, think <laughs> Correct. I think overtime is overrated. I think overtime ooh, is ooh. very pointless during the regular season. Obviously, in a tournament, in the playoffs, you have to have a winner. You have to determine the winner. Uh, but in the regular season... Who cares? Scott, you are on the uh, the opposite side of this, right? You feel like there has to be a winner or loser in every meaningless regular season game, correct? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not meaningless regular season game. I I think there has to be a winner and a loser everything in life. Whoa. So I don't like ties anywhere. Yeah, you especially snowflakes. In my, especially yeah, you, in my sports. You snowflakes. Yeah, yeah, bro. All right, so I did some <laughs> I did some math on this, uh, and I actually broke So it's out. probably wrong, but go ahead. No, I actually took uh, – I went <laughs> – I went through baseballreference.com and looked at every single MLB team. Nerd. <laughs> Correct. And I checked what their splits were in nine games versus, uh, versus extra innings games. The funny part about it is every single division broke out the exact same. Every single division finished one through, f- one through five, same position as they did with all these extra inning games. There was an average of like... 15 extra inning games per team. That's that's about how many extra inning games you get throughout a season. A, a tenth of your season is extra innings, boring baseball, where you're not oh allowed to buy God. beer after the seventh oh inning, God. and you have to sit there and watch sober baseball as you just sober up because they stopped serving beer <laughs> five that, innings you ago. You hit the nail on the head right there. I'm all I'm all good with overtime, but you need to reopen the bars for that like five minute window for you know the extra. But they don't, and everybody just sits there and deals with it. Right. And had they had a system in place where you get three points for every win and one point for every uh, tie, if they just ended the game after nine innings in a tie, everybody is the exact same except for the NL West. The Dodgers and the Rockies would have switched places. The Rockies would have won the division by five points. The Dodgers would have Ooh. went to the wild card game. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Drew. Sorry, didn't mean to bore you. Didn't mean to bore you with facts. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. With facts, facts that prove that overtime right. is pointless. Facts about a sport that's irrelevant unless you're a white dude over sixty. Got it. <laughs> okay, cool. Noted. Let's talk about uh, the beer. It's time to uh, go into consumer Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> consumer Cannon brought to you by our good friends, our good new friends. No, this uh, Consumer Cannon's brought to you by Tavor. Oh, okay. Our, our good old, old friends. friends at Tavor. <laughs> Look, if you need to get some beer, go hit up Tavor. Download the app. When you do, use the code 258023. Use that on your payments and credit screen on your first order. And if you do that, you're going to get $10 off your next order. Go hit up Tavor. Get all the beers that you can't get in your home bottle shop. Let's get into can this beer. That, can they give me that netter day, though? Uh, <laughs> Mike, consuming or canning? Uh, consuming the hell out of uh, Fathead Top Juju. This is such a good beer. Uh, my palate has Ooh. changed. I'm a big fan of this brew. Consume. 
consume. This has all the mouthfeels I'm looking for. We said that at the top, it's it tasted like it had, you know, hot Super or citrus. Yeah, and I mean, it had citrus in it, and it doesn't. It just, you know, that's just the way they, they, they brew things. And it's a really good beer and completely changes it. And it wasn't until you started talking about the description that I realized, oh, my God, it's 9%. Yeah. I've barely made it through two. <laughs> I'm almost through two right now, and I'm like, it's good, and it is a heavy hitter, but not in a boozy, awful way. It's wow, that's nine percent. That's good beer. Very good beer. <laughs> Double consume, and if Joe was here, he would absolutely consume this. We were trying to say this for him. Uh, hop juju. I'd pour some out, but I don't want to. Double waste consume it. Uh, beer of the week brought to you by Tavor two five eight zero five three. Use that code, get ten dollars off your second purchase. Drew, what's next on your call list? Uh, what's next? My call is, hey, uh, you boys been watching any of this? Uh, well, I guess now we're into the meat of uh, championship week, but you watch any of those small schools playing for the uh, the bid to get to March Madness? Yeah, sure. We and, sure and did. And all that. We were just talking about yeah. it when you called in and uh, and the conspiracy that Gonzaga laid down to let St. Mary's win it to get the Western Conference two teams into the, the March Madness tournament. I'm, I'm going to reserve comment because y'all are clean so far this episode, and there's no reason to blow that now. Um, but, okay, good for St. Mary's, you know, whatever. <laughs> anytime I can see Mark Few lose, it's a good time. Um, I was just going to say, can you can you remember back in the day when that was us at Xavier in the A-10 playing for that berth? And, and this year has been obviously a disappointment. I still think we have a shot. Uh, we beat Nova tomorrow. I think we, you know we can take anyone uh, after that point. I think that win puts um, us you in. Know, in a one game scenario. Yeah, I don't. We get we get past Nova. I'm you like, think you know so? what? Now we're rolling. I, I legit but think that Xavier has that to make don't... it to the title game to to, mm. to 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 feel completely confident to where I'm not like biting my nails on Selection Sunday. Xavier has to at least make it to the title game. So it oh, means beating I, Nova I and then winning that, the next man. one. I I think we got to win out. I think we got to win out to get in. And, the, and see, yeah, I mean that too many bad losses. No, I, I they would. Claim, they claim tend last to agree ten isn't even on the team sheet. You know what I mean? When the room, they say the last ten isn't even on the team sheet, so they don't take that into account at all. Apparently, right? Mm. The, well, the only the only thing that gives us saving grace is the quad one wins. That that's the only thing that true. I'm like leaning on. Is Boy, that quad win if they if they yeah. really rate that high enough, then. If we get to the championship game, we would have the the extra quad one win from beating Villanova, and so you know it'd be all right. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It, anything short of winning out and, and at least getting there, we're not getting in. So all right, let's get into our would you rather for this week, uh, Drew. You can answer first. Uh, it, would you rather? Let's say you're heckling somebody and uh, you're at a sporting event. You're throwing some heckles out there. Uh, would you rather? Once you get caught heckling, be forced to uh, fight the athlete that you were heckling or be banned for life from the stadium? What did you say? Banished for life? That Ban- was banned for life from the stadium. You are never allowed to attend the arena again or you have to fight the athlete or whoever you were heckling right then and there uh, midcourt. I'm, I'm going to pull a page out of the Mike Berlin, Berlin book of competition and say I'm going to fight. Because I don't have a career to protect. I'm gonna fight real dirty. Whatever I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chris Branton on this fool, and just we'll see what happens. And then all I know is at the end of the day, we're both gonna be bloody. I may be on the ground, and you may be standing, but we both gonna be bleeding. So you know who's worse off for that? <laughs> uh, Scott, I think you're you're going for the band for life. I'm going banned for life, and I can't believe how lopsided this is. Yeah, I also, 
I also went banned for life, uh, and I just voted hoping that it would make oh some difference. God. And it's not even close. 69% of people Game. said, throw yeah. down yeah. right yeah. there and fight an athlete. How many of you why, why are drunk you? right now? <laughs> I mean, seriously. What, literally, what is the worst that happens? You get knocked out with one shot and look like a chump? Like, yeah. if you back off and go, my bad, dude, my bad, and then you're still banished from the stadium. You or like you go to the jump. hospital. You just ran away from a fight you started, and now you can never go back to defend yourself again. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. That's fair. I would rather be banned for life than be on TV getting knocked out like a chump. I don't want... Dude, if that's what it takes for me to make Sports Center, then that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't want Chris Tucker standing over me going, you got knocked the F out. <laughs> All right. Drew, we got... We got We got one minute. Uh, you got anything left for us? Uh, nah, I've only gotten into like a couple IPAs right now, so I, I'm I'm shooting blanks, boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Drew, thanks for the call, man. Really appreciate it, bud. It's good hearing from you. I love ending the show with Drew. It's always a fun time. Thanks to Trey uh, Watson. Huge shout out to Trey Watson. Uh, super sad we did not get into any of the other stuff we wanted to talk about the show. <laughs> there was a lot that got left on the floor here. Uh, be sure to follow the show at Craft Beast Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4. Tell him to come back. Hit up the drunk line anytime you want. 440-37-DRUNK. Thanks again to Trey Watson. Cheers, everybody. We love you. We out! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.